This is Ticats Today. This is Ticats Today for a Tuesday, September the 21st, 2021, the last day of summer. Yes, fall officially arrives tomorrow, so soak it up while you can because it's the last day of summer, 2021. And I was talking about this with the uh, the guys in the office today that uh, the the rest of the fall is basically in the entire CFL season, or at least the rest of the CFL season, as uh, the season will, of course, run until December 12th, the Grey Cup, right here at Tim Hortons Field. But last day of summer today, so soak it in. Maybe uh, spend some time on the barbecue if it doesn't rain tonight, wherever you are. But uh, happy last day of summer. Thanks for tuning in. It's your digital host, Louis B., here on the Ticats Audio Network. Speaking of the Ticats Audio Network, brand new episode, <laughs> and I'm laughing just thinking about it, uh, but Morialli and Hitch. Uh, those guys are honestly the funniest two people uh, I've I've heard put together a show, especially around the CFL. But uh, go check it out. Morielli and Hitch, episode two, dropped today. Uh, definitely worth checking out. And make sure to join us tomorrow on the Ticats Audio Network. We'll have a bonus game day edition of Ticats today. Um, and then we'll get you set with the pregame, Tiger Cats pregame, presented by Active Green and Ross. It'll be Courtney, Steven, and I. Getting you set at 6.30, and then we'll hand it off to RJ Broadhead at 7.30 alongside my regular partner in the booth, but Andy Fantuz filling in for Luke Tasker. So lots of uh, great stuff here on the Ticats Audio Network. Uh, coming up on today's show, we'll have a nice little sit-down conversation with the special teams coordinator of the Ticats. That's Jeff Reinbold, and a big special teams game for his club back on uh, on Friday night, and I'm sure they're hoping for a duplicate performance in Ottawa tomorrow. So we'll catch up with Jeff Reinbold coming up in a bit. We're going to hear from Dylan Wynn, who had some just great quotes from earlier this week that I want to make sure you hear. And we'll also hear from Darius Sirocco, Ticats center. As uh, the offensive line, again, got to give them praise. I know a lot of people like to talk about them when you know they're giving up sacks or when the run's not working, but they did a great job on Friday and, again, looking to duplicate that performance. We're going to check the depth chart in just a second, but first I want to let you know that the CFL announced today that linebacker Simone Lawrence has been named a CFL top performer for Week 7. He led the Ticats with eight defensive tackles. He had one pass knockdown and added an interception that he returned for a touchdown in the Ticats win over the Stampeders on Friday night. The only touchdown the Ticats would score in that victory. He now uh, leads the league in uh, touchdowns by a defensive player. That's two. Uh, He's tied for third. In interceptions with two, and he's fourth in defensive tackles in 37. So, of course, Simone was the uh, Ticats nominee for Defensive Player of the Year in 2019 and making a strong case for himself for 2021. So congratulations to Simone Lawrence, the second player named a top performer from the Ticats this season after Frankie Williams was named a top performer, the the top performer, the first, uh, back in week Four. All right, let's take a look at the depth chart. And uh, surprisingly, for a fourth game in 17 days, and seeing how they just played five days ago, not too many changes to tell you about. In fact, there's only one. Eddie Wilson, the second, is in. Lee Autry, the second, is out. So a little change in the depth of the defensive line. 
But other than that, let's start on defense going left to right, defensive line. You got Ja'Garrett Davis, Teddy Laurent, Dylan Wynn, Julian House there. For the seventh game in a row, the linebackers remain the same in Simone Lawrence, Jovan Santos Knox, and Cameron Kelly. And then rounding out the secondary, you got Jamal Roll. This is from left to right. Roll, Brooks, Adelike, Siante Evans, and Frankie Williams. And on offense, literally no changes. Up front on the offensive line, you got Okafor, Revenberg, Sirocco, Yarbrough, Murray going left to right. Your receivers out wide, you got Steven Dunbar Jr., David Unger III, and lined up at slot. Jalen Acklin, Tim White, Pappy White, Watford, Bennett, Kalinich up the middle. Taylor Bertolette handling the kicking duties. Dom, Domagala, excuse me, Michael Domagala handling the punter, punting, and Gordon White. Handling the long snapping duty, Frankie Williams. Kick returning and punt returning, backed up by Pappy White. So there you go. That's how the Ticats will line up tomorrow. And mentioned Darius Sirocco making his seventh start at center. And in those seven starts, he's had three different quarterbacks. So we had a chance to catch up with him to talk to him about this. Uh, and uh, here's what he had to say earlier this week after catching up with him after practice. After we got the win. That's the biggest thing. We just consistently improve and just take the good with the bad. So we definitely did some good things in the game and we want to build off that, but we definitely got to improve in other areas. So that's just kind of our message going in. Absolutely. It's a daily thing. Every day we're trying to get better. Just watch that little bit of extra film, be in the weight room a little bit more, recover the body a little bit more. It's just the consistency of building and doing a little bit extra each day. And you got to credit each guy individually. From every man across the board is doing that little bit extra just to try and get better. And it's showing. Oh, it's awesome. He has our full confidence. And honestly, we're just trying to get go out there and give the quarterback time to do his thing. Like we trust all three of them. We know all three of them can ball and ha having David out here has been awesome. He went out and he balled out last week and we came out with a W. So that's all we can ask for. We just got to go out there and do our job, make sure we give the quarterback and the running back and everybody as much time and space as possible and let them just do their thing. Oh, it definitely had a big impact. Like we were out there, we definitely enjoyed pass blocking, but as most alignment getting after it in the run is what we really love to do. So it was really good. Like we, we gave the, the running back as much space as we could. And honestly, it was just nice to get out there and hit a little bit more, but at the same time, whatever, whatever play is called, we're going to go out there and execute as best as we can. That is Darius Sirocco as he spoke after practice earlier this week. And just wanted to get you one more little clip here. The Ticats didn't have a whole lot of availability this week, having just played on Friday and only practicing yesterday. But did want to get this in from Dylan Wynn, because Dylan Wynn is for sure one of the leaders on this Ticats defense. And when you hear him talk about football, I don't want to say it's refreshing, but it is just so nice to hear someone who, who cares about the Canadian game, who's passionate about it. And I did want to get this clip in here because uh, I, I really enjoyed hearing him say it. Go check out the full scrum because he's always great. But go to tycats.ca, check out his full comments. But did want to get just a, a little taste of what he had to say heading into this game against Ottawa. He knows, that he knows their opponent's record, but uh, here's what he had to say after practice this week. Still trying to find out. Uh, <laughs> Still early in the season, I think, pretty relatively, you know, in the grand scheme of things. And there's a lot of time to, you know, develop our true identity. But uh, I'm, I'm liking how it's going, for sure. A uh, bunch of great men in the room. And, you know, uh, have we stamped what 
our defense, you know, an identity specifically yet. I don't think so. Um, we're just trying to do the right things and make the plays that come to us. And, uh, you know, we'll see when time, you know, as time goes by. Well, we, you know, here, here we, we focus on a three phase attack hugely, uh, especially in the CFL where the special teams are such a key component and why I love this Canadian game so much. Uh, you can't really win games without all three. And, uh, you know, if, if we have to keep plugging away, plugging away and plugging away and doing what we can, we have games that offenses, you know, carry us too. And, um, it's, it's not when they're going to get hot or if they're going to get hot, it's when they're going to get hot. And so we focus, especially on defense, we focus on our job and doing it to the best of our ability. And we know that, you know, if we keep plugging away, good things happen. And um, We're never worried about our offense. Our offense is going to do what they need to do to get it done. But um, I like living in a bubble in the way that um, I only think about our defense when we're out there and then, you know, I get to be a fan the next day when I'm watching the offense on the TV and uh, seeing how well they played. So it's it's kind of funny. I, during the game, I can't tell you how our offense is playing at all because I'm just so focused on my job and uh, playing great defense. That is Dylan Wynn as he spoke after practice earlier this week and some uh, great quotes from him. And I encourage you to go check out the full scrum. It's about eight or nine minutes. You go to tightcats.ca to check out the uh, full video. Really a deep thinker. Dylan Wynn is and uh, I always love hearing him talk about football especially the Canadian game uh, so go check it out tightcats.ca for uh, that scrum and all the scrums you may have missed uh, this week there weren't very many there was only the one practice day but uh, go check it out at tightcats.ca all right if there's one uh, aspect of the Ticats game that's uh, pretty been that's been pretty consistent through the entire season it's been special teams and the uh, special teams coordinator of the Hamilton Tiger Cats is Jeff Reinbold and very pleased to be joined by coach Reinbold now and uh, coach there's there's something about this group of guys you seem to have on special teams this year how would you kind of sum up what you've seen from them through the first six games of the season well you know first of all I've we're really young, which is fun because they're a great group of kids that coach. They, uh, you know, we've gotten a, I thought our draft was really outstanding. Our, our, our personnel people did, Drew and everybody did a great job identifying the kinds of players that could come in and make an impact on special teams. Cause you know, we, we were, we knew we were going to lose. We had a potential to lose Courtney Langa, you know, uh, a number of guys who've been great specialty players for us for a number of years. And to replenish that supply, they went out and found guys like Feltmate, Manalo, and, and uh, you know, Ternowski and, and Stavros. And, you know, I mean, on and on and on. It's really a really good young class of Canadians. And then, you know, you, you throw in, the, you know, Kyle Wilson's and, you know, getting Fry back. And, we, we really haven't even had Malden very much yet, you know, and he's always been a real important part of that mix. So, you know, it's, it's, they're a young group that is getting better and just, you know, they're hard work. Well, I'll tell you, they, they are, they come to, they come to work every day. Newton has done a great job of leading them. I think it'll be really exciting if, if we can get daily back in the fold, you know, um, then we'll get a nice mix of, you know, that, youth and enthusiasm and fresh legs and, and the, you know, the veterans that 
you know, have seen it all and done it all. And, and uh, so it's been a, it's been a fun group to coach. What does it say about getting guys to, to buy into special teams, right? I mean, these guys play college ball. They, they, they grow up wanting to make the, the defense or, I mean, cause, cause it is, it is a special kind of player that, that, that can be put on special teams and actually embrace that role for what it is. Well, you look at a guy like Nick Cross, for example, who as a rookie, I think has eight or nine special teams tackles after, you know, after six games, which is outstanding production, you know, for most guys, for most rookies, particularly, that'd be a really good year. And he, you know, he's, we're not even halfway through the season and he's got those kind of numbers. He was an outstanding player at UBC. And, you know, when we looked at him on tape, he was a guy that was always around the ball. He played hard. He had toughness. And those are the things you look for. And it's been easier here because of the fact that when we go to training camp, you know, one of the things we show them is that, you know, we, we have a saying that, you know, we stand on the shoulders of those who came before us. And, you know, when you look at the shoulders of, you know, Freddie Plessius and Mark Bestwick and, you know, Nadon and, and uh, you know, just on and on and on, just really good, really good special team player, Courtney Steve. And, and, and uh, you know, it's, it's easy for them to see the emphasis that we put on it and that, that the place that those guys, you know, those guys are held in great esteem here inside this, this locker room and inside this building. And so, you know, for them, it's now their turn to, you know, time to take their place. And, and uh, we challenged them that way early on. Coach O threw it out there to him that every standard, every, every standard is the standard that's set by the individual team. And, you know, Courtney and his crew and, you know, they set, they set really high standards, began by Bestwick. And now these guys are, you know, kind of creating their own identity. What can you say about a guy like Frankie Williams? Ah, man, that dude's a warrior, man. I'm just telling you that it, people have no appreciation for just how difficult what he is doing is. For him to be as impactful as he is in the game and the return game. And, you know, even even last week, you know, he ripped off that that thirty yarder at the end of the game. That he did not have the kind of night that you know everybody's come to expect with Frank. Because you know, with great returners, everybody comes to the stadium expecting that they're going to put one in the end zone every week. And and uh, you know, he still ripped off that that thirty yarder, and and that's against a really good Calgary team. And he did it in the fourth quarter after he'd been playing the entire game at field corner. And I mean, that's an his toughness and his competitiveness is off the charts. So, you know, I go back, you know, so far in this league that, you know, you think, I remember the Gizmos and, and uh, the Pinball Clemenses and, you know, the great returners of the past. Well, most of those guys were, you know, situational players on offense or defense. They weren't, you know, they were dedicated returners. Frankie is playing one of the hardest positions to play, which is corner, because you're running all day. And then he has to go back there and both return punts and kickoffs. So I think if we let him, Frankie probably cover punts too. <laughs> but, you know, he just he's a battler, man. He's a warrior. A game like Friday, mm-hmm. obviously there were special teams, turnovers on both sides. But what did you make of a game where it was kind of determined in special teams? You mentioned Frankie's return that set up a short porch. Um, what do you make of those games? Well, you know, again, that's our job. That's the job that we're given. And, and uh, 
you know, or however you turn the field, it, it's, it doesn't matter whether it's with a big return, whether it's, you know, two fumble recoveries in that game, um, you know, look at it and he goes, they started. And this is what, you know, this is the stuff that, that's hidden away from most fans and, and most, frankly, media people don't understand the importance. Calgary started five of their possessions inside their own 20-yard line after a kicking down. And that's amazing. And if you're able to do that, you're going to get 12 to 14 possessions in a game. Well, five of those started inside their own 20-yard line. And our defense is so good that if you make them, if you make a team start down in there, they're not going to have very much success. And, you know, the same thing is true that we count each week the number of possessions we gain for the offense across the center field line, across the 55, where they're playing not on a Canadian football field, they're playing on an arena football field. And, you know, we were able to do that twice in the game. And, you know, so those are the things that matter to us. Punt return average and kickoff return average and some of that, that's, that's kind of a, you know, it's, it's kind of a statistic that is not as important as what we call DSA, which is drive start average. Where we begin our, the average, I'll just give you last week, Calgary had 10 post-kick possessions their average start was the 30-yard line. We had 12 post-kick possessions. Our, our average start was about the 40. So that's, you know, that if you look at it from a first down standpoint, that's 10 first downs that we got out of our, out of our special teams that the offense didn't have to make and 10 more that the defense didn't have to defend. And so that's, again, how we try and look at the game. Um, let's talk about your kickers because I mean, relatively inexperienced, um, you got Joel Whitford making a pro debut and, you know, I really feel for that kid cause he was having, you know, such a great start to the season. Seemed like he was getting more confidence before he got hurt in Toronto, uh, warmups there. And then, I mean, Damagala comes in and I know he wasn't taking the majority of the punts, but he, I thought he did a really good job. What have you seen from your kickers? Taylor Bertolette going five for five. What have you seen from, from your kickers, uh, that, that's impressed you through the start of the season? Well, you know, you mentioned the the two imports, and I consider I consider uh, Joel an import because he didn't he's not grown up with the CFL game. He's not grown up with this field, with all the nuances of the game in the kicking game. So he's learning on the job. And the same thing's true with with Bertolette. You know, uh, it was unfortunate for Bertolette early in the season that the only two opportunities he had were over fifty yard attempts in Saskatchewan, which is a tough place to kick. But he kept battling through it, and when he got set down, you know, he, I talked to him, and he said, hey, coach, it's not going to change anything about the way I practice or do my job, and he was exactly that. And then when he got a chance to come back and perform again, he was five for five the other night, which, you know, was really, frankly, the difference in the game. Um, Dom has been a real pleasant surprise. You know, he's, a, he's young, yeah. but he's, he's one of those kids that, you know, you give him a task and he's going to do it as best as he can do it. Now, to go out and punt in the Toronto game, you know, that's the first time he's ever punted in pro football. Yeah. And then to come back last week and have to do it again against Calgary's, you know, one of the better special teams teams in the league. And so, you know, I, I'm, I'm proud of him. I think, you know, he's – everybody in the world blamed him for missing the extra point at the end of the game. Uh against Toronto and he could have gone into shell and hidden and he didn't and he owned up to it and then came back and competed 
the next week. And I thought, except with the exception of one punt, I actually punted very well. Yeah, no, I agree. And then uh, we'll wrap up here because I always love seeing long snappers uh, get some respect. And uh, it was nice seeing Aaron Crawford <laughs> back. And not respect, but just I, I like seeing their names uh, show up on the score sheet. Uh, so I saw Aaron Crawford was back uh, with Calgary. And then Gordon White going out there and recovering that fumble. I mean, that you you got to love the kind of effort that you've seen from from Gordon White kind of playing in that long snapper position this season. Yeah, that again was another one of those situations where, you know, the personnel guys we had we had drafted Gordon previously came came to training camp in 2019 and actually I wanted to keep him on on the practice squad and and he chose to go back to St. FX and and finish, you know, his eligibility. And he came back and uh, you know, he's replacing Crawford and Crawford is as good as there is in this league right now. But, you know, when, you know, as a organization, everybody's always looking to be younger and cheaper. And, you know, Whitey has come in and taken over a tough job and done extremely well with it. And he's, he, he does give you some things that, that Craw doesn't, you know, um, he doesn't have Craw's velocity yet on his snaps, but he is a, he is a guy that will go down there and stick his nose in there. And, you know, he's not just your typical long snapper who snaps it and then waddles down the field and tries to stay out of the contact. (laughs) He, he, he sees himself as a football player and he wants to go down there and, you know, he sits in all the linebacker meetings with coach Ross. He he does the linebacker individual drills. Uh, I think in his heart, if you, if he ever got a football card, it'd say, you know, Gordon White, linebacker instead of Gordon White long snapper but that's okay by me it's, it's just as long as he keeps throwing strikes there you go coach always love connecting with you we'll, uh, we'll have to do it again soon thanks for doing this thank you very much Louis keep doing your thing man my thanks to the special teams coordinator of the Ticats Jeff Reinbold for uh, giving me some time today and my thanks to you for checking us out here on the uh, Ticats audio network really do appreciate it you can always let me know your feedback by hitting me up on Twitter at Louis B underscore TV uh, you can just hit up the Ticats if you want to at Ticats uh, let us know what you think here at the Ticats audio network is there a show you'd want to recommend guests you want to hear let us know Hit me up, at Louis B underscore TV. Thanks for checking us out. We're back tomorrow with a special game day edition of Ticats Today. So check your uh, subscription. Check the uh, podcast page a little bit earlier than normal. And then join us at 6.30 on the Ticats Audio Network, Ticats.ca. The Ticats All Access app and 900 CHML. We'll get you set. That's Courtney, Steven, and I. We'll get you set for the game in Ottawa. And then we'll hand it off to RJ Broadhead and Andy Fantuz. I hope you have a great night. Thanks again for checking us out. Make sure to like and subscribe so you never miss an episode. For the Ticats Audio Network, I'm Louis B. Hoping you have a great day.